Well, I want to thank the Packwood Locker, uh, soon to be Griner Meats and Grocery of Richland, Iowa, for their uh, help with this program, and a brand new sponsor, Wester Drugs of Wilton and Muscatine. They've come on board to help us out, as well as Wayland State Bank, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, McDonald's Boneyard of Kyoto, Iowa, R&B Breaks of Dubuque, B&B Propane, Elsie's Kitchen.net of Copic. Thanks for, I will thank these sponsors and enjoy the program. This is Representative Helena Hayes representing the Iowa House District 88 in Mahaska, Jefferson, and Keokuk County. I want to thank all the student athletes on an outstanding season and congratulations to Oskaloosa, Kyoto, North Mahaska, Pekin, and Sigourney High Schools on making the playoffs. Congratulations. Well, we are heading to Wilton, Iowa, as Wester Drug presents the Wilton Beavers. We're, uh, we've got the head coach here, Coach Gerardo. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, you, you got a hard-fought win in that first round. Uh, uh, Tipton gave you all you wanted and a little bit more. Uh, uh, how, did you, how did the team feel about what could only be described as a complete team win? Yeah, it was a, definitely a team effort for us. Um, you know, beating a team four times is not an easy thing to do, especially when you just saw them, you know, the week before. So, um, you know, hats off to Tipton. They played an outstanding baseball game. Um, we just were fortunate, you know, to come out on top there. I mean, we left the bases loaded three, four innings there. We hit the ball hard all night. And, you know, credit to Tipton. They made the right plays at the right times to stop us from scoring a lot of runs. Um, and I thought our pitchers really stepped up to the challenge and threw the ball well. Landon Putman gave us five quality innings, and, and Kane Willie came in and picked up the win on the mound, and, and he was outstanding again for us. Uh, very proud of the way those guys threw the ball, and our defense stepped up behind them. And, you know, to you know, get on base there in the seventh inning and have the opportunity to win it there, and then for Chaz Allison to get hit there and, and win the game for us was, was big. And, you know, hopefully that momentum will carry over to tomorrow. Well, schools like Tipton and uh, uh, Danville uh, in the first round proved that uh, the regular season doesn't mean nothing, and it's just all down to one game. And uh, I kind of thought after Tipton scored them first two runs uh, in the first inning, it looked like they were standing on ladders for the rest of the game. They just – it seemed like that really puffed them up, gave them a lot of confidence. Uh, 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 that, that Tipton team really played a great game. They didn't look like a, a team with a bad record, did they? No, I mean, confidence is key, and, you know, you get out and score a couple runs early on a team, and, you, you know, as you know, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, it puts a lot of pressure on them to try to come back and stay in the ball game because the heads start to drop a little bit, start to question themselves when you get behind. And I was really proud of our guys for, you know, keeping their heads up, grinding out, and, and getting that win because, you know, things could have went south there when they got down two to nothing. We, you know, only had one out in that situation. But, you know, they battled through, Landon stepped up, really threw well, and kept us in the game for the five innings. And then we chipped away, chipped away, and got it tied up there. And then, you know, Kane came in and really threw a great two and a, two and a third innings for us to pick up the win. And like I said, our guys at bats were very quality at bats. We got some, you know, we had some good hits, got guys on base, uh, got into scoring position and, and do what we needed to do to get a win. Well, uh, I got to see your team a little earlier in the season when you played uh, Mid-Prairie before, which is going to be good, good uh, uh, experience for me uh, for the for the next game. Uh, well, Coach, uh, thanks to Western Drug, I was able to cover your playoff game. And uh, I may have to go to, to Western Drug to get the cure because I, I think I've got the beaver fever. 
<laughs> good. That's good. We hope that uh, it's contagious. A lot of people catch it. So, well, you know. I, uh, it, it's it's a uh, uh, you have a, a a great fun team to watch. You got a bunch of fun people uh, in the stands. That uh, the place was packed. I don't know how many people were there. Uh, you know, but by, by the time the game was over, there was another two teams were the crowds there. But man, that was a big big crowd, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great crowd. You know the. Community of Wilton is very supportive of athletics. Uh, can't say enough about that. My time here over the past 24 years, we've had great support all the time. Community gets behind all the sports, and you know, that's great for kids. You know, that, you know, they get one opportunity at high school and then to play sports and to have the backing of the community behind them all the time is phenomenal. I think it means a lot to the kids to be able to play in front of the community and represent the town and the school. And I think that, you know, it's just – it's an outstanding place for, for kids to play and, and have that following in all sports. Well, you, 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 you played good defense, but I wouldn't call it flawless defense. Uh, you, you made you, but in this game, you, you, you came from behind, you, you overcame adversity. You dealt with tough pitchers. You worked counts. You did all those little things that I'm sure you were harping on, preaching on, uh, uh, practicing on, from day one all the way through, let's just do these little things, little things, little things. And uh, all those little things came together, and uh, uh, you were able to pull, I, I believe, two out in the bottom of the seventh win there, wasn't you? Wasn't it, Coach? Did I lose you? Sometimes our, uh, the phone calls uh, skip on us a little bit. We got, we got Coach back. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you had a hard-fought win. You, you came through some adversity. You came from behind. All things, I think, that uh, are going to serve you full, well uh, in the playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, we had to do a lot, of, a lot of little things correctly to get that win. We got some bunts down when we needed to. Uh, we had some key stolen bases uh, in the seventh inning there. Jackson Drayfall pinch ran and stole third to get himself in scoring position for us to win the game. Um, and then that, that led to an intentional walk of Aiden Walker in, in the bottom of the seventh there with one out. And then they you know, hit Chaz Allison. A lot of pressure on a kid coming in with bases loaded, bottom of the seventh inning there. And, you know, he hit Chaz in the back to get us that winning run. But it was little things all night that, that led to that. You know, Landon Pumpkin had a key bun. He got down for us, get Drew in scoring position. Um, we had a guy take the ball, I think it was Landon again, take the ball to the right side and pick up our first run of the night. It was a guy on third and one out, ground ball to second base to score a run. Just little things that you, you hope they get done. And, and finally, you know, over the course of the season, they pick up on it, learn from it. And they got it done on Saturday. And I think that's big momentum going into the, to the next round because having a game under your belt is key because, you know, the first game is nerve-wracking for everybody. And, you know, Mid-Prairie hasn't played one yet, so – you know, they've been off for a little bit, so it's good for us to, to have a game under our belt and to you know have that that tournament experience going into round two. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe uh, the layoff will not be, be kind of. Now, you're going to play the number two team in the state, Mid-Prairie, but I looked over your schedule, and it's not like playing uh, uh, good schools or big schools or, or talented teams is anything new to the Wilton Beavers, is it? No, we, we have a good schedule. We always like to play good teams up and down our – uh, you know, that's, that makes you better for the postseason is, is playing quality teams all the time. And, you know, our conference has a lot of good teams in it. So we also like to schedule some teams out of conference that are good to give us, you know, get us ready for the postseason year in and year out. And, you know, sometimes it, it affects your record. But in the long run, 
you're looking to, you know, play well in the postseason and to get there, sometimes you're going to have to have a few losses along the way. And, but, it makes you a better team in the long run, and I think that that's what that's done for us. Over the last couple of weeks, I'm very pleased with how our team has been playing, and I hopefully you know that will continue on tomorrow night at Mid-Prairie. Well, uh, Mid-Prairie has a lot of great players. Jason Grout would come to mind. Their shortstop, uh, uh, Kane Brown, uh, uh, I was calling Brown Delivers uh, because he's such a good hitter. Uh, Alex Veen, just to mention a few. They, they got a lot, and they got a lot, and they've got a lot of pitching that will probably serve them well in the playoffs uh, uh, as it's not going to be like it was. Uh, you were able to throw your number one guy and then bring him back again for this game, but that won't uh, be uh, – uh, you won't be able to do that the rest of the tournament, if I'm correct. Well, actually, with the extra day layoff, we have everybody available. So that, That's what I was saying. You know, I mean, because of the uh, today yeah. being the 4th of July, that moved it back one day, which means you could uh, 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 start your, your number one guy in the first round and – start him in the second round but uh you'll have to do some maneuvering after that as would mid prairie if, if they advance well I, I got to see your team play mid prairie and I, I think it was a nine to six game uh but you were you were well in the game uh, uh into the sixth inning i think it was even a little closer than that uh uh what are you gonna have to do to play with this team and maybe uh keep it close enough that you can come out on top well, obviously, as you stated there, Mid Prairie has a very quality baseball team. I think they moved up to number one on the coaches' poll this week. But uh, you know, we we just have to you know go in and play with confidence because confidence is key this time of year. Uh, you know, the targets on their back, all the pressure in the world on them. They're the home team. They're the number one team in the state. You know, they got to get the job done on their field. We have no pressure. We're going in just playing baseball, and you know, we got a game under our belt, so we're just going to go in have fun let the chips fall where they may and you know that's why they play the games you know, if they just went on paper we wouldn't have to play all these games but obviously you throw the records out and see what happens and then we have all our guys available to throw and so hopefully you know get a timely hit here or there get some confidence rolling on our side and, and you know see what happens but uh so that's why we got to play them well you played on a, a a field that they're retiring uh last week that uh Although it reminded me a lot of all the fields I played on in the 70s when I was a kid. There wasn't nothing level or, or anything like that. But it was a real, let's call it an old school field that wasn't level in any way, shape, or form. Uh, uh, it had an interesting mound that was very high, and but not, it was kind of like a box you're standing on. A, uh, uh. But now you're going to go to Mid Prairie, which did the half a million dollars of the renovation, laser leveled the field. They've got a, a, a an infield that, you're not going to get wild hops on because it's not choppy and and uh, uh, stuff like that. Uh, that's that that in itself is going to be the tale of two cities, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they've done a lot of work to their field. It's come a long way since the last couple of years. Um, it's it'll be nice to go down there and play on that field, but uh, you know, it's, it's, obviously it's their home field, their advantage. But uh, it's baseball, so you just you know where you hit the ball see what happens and you know if you put the ball in play good things can happen for you at any point in time so hopefully you know it's going to be one of those nights where uh, we can find some holes with our hits well uh the game i believe is it a seven o'clock game yep seven o'clock start and tomorrow which is wednesday uh we will be uh um we'll be i'll be there calling the game again once thanks to western drug uh and hopefully then they got a cure for that beaver fever because it's getting a <laughs> It, it, it's got me staying up late at night, getting up early in the morning and uh, eating my Wheaties and all that because uh, uh, 
you know, it was really, really fun. And every game I see seems like to me, I love baseball anyway. So it's always, always can find, I can find something I enjoy in a 10 to nothing game, but uh, uh, I may have to take some heart pills the way you guys are closing them out here. In this <laughs> so yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll go out there and give you a good game. And um, hopefully the Beaver fans will be out in full force and have an opportunity to, to watch a great baseball game. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you being with me. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, I just, we appreciate the coverage and uh, thanks to Wester Drug for covering the game. And uh, we appreciate, you know, everything that you guys do and supporting high school athletics. Well, I'll be bringing Mr. Positive Mike Hassel with me. Uh, All right. Uh, I, hope, uh, uh, I hope we might need a bodyguard or something. People slap him a lot. I, I don't know <laughs> what that's all about, but random people just walk by and slap him upside the head, which, uh, <laughs> which, which I can kind of understand knowing his personality a little bit. But, uh, but Mike and I will be there and uh, with the bells on, and good luck to you at this game. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. All right. We are going to Oskaloosa, Iowa as home plate sports cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa presents the Oskaloosa Indians. And we have Coach Allman on the phone with us. Welcome back to the program, Coach. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Well, uh, I've been kind of following your team. I saw you got a big win against Grinnell. Uh, um, it seems like the last score that I kind of remember. Uh, you, you, you got a road win against a pretty tough team there. Yeah, it was a good, good game. It was at home, actually. Uh -huh. So that was, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a great win for us at home and, you know, we've been putting things together slowly here, but hopefully things are going to turn around here and we'll show up Friday night. Well, I saw there was a game last night. Uh, there's another game, uh, I think Wednesday night, uh, tonight, uh, regular season game. Are you clear done with your regular season? Yeah, we're done right now. Okay. So, uh, how, let's just talk about how you kind of came down the stretch and, uh, what was you encouraged about? Uh, we come down the stretch here. We played some pretty good ball games. You know, we had a couple wins there last week. Uh, I guess some good teams at Grinnell, Eddieville. Uh, I'm trying to think who else we played there, but we were played about every night last week. So, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but coming together as as a team, we're getting there. Um, there's nights we show really good defensive abilities and there's some nights that we you know we we boot the ball around here and there and that those nights obviously we come up a little short so but when we play clean free we play pretty good baseball all right well uh the playoffs is upon us uh and they finally got to 3a and 4 you you guys don't play as many rounds as the smaller schools i, I understand right that is correct yep. so you you, you, start, you start a little later but you start kind of a a, a little further down the road than uh uh, the smaller schools do well uh i have noticed uh through the first round of the playoffs that uh, records meant nothing uh uh teams with two wins with three wins took teams with lots of wins and uh almost no losses to the brink uh yeah there was some upsets there was some exciting games games uh ended on uh, bases loaded hit by pitches uh, uh one game with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning, there was a wild pitch, and two runs came in, and they they wound up winning the game uh, uh, two to one instead of losing one to nothing. Uh, it's just the the playoffs are a different level, uh, and it just seems like no matter no matter who you're playing, all the batters have got eighty plus at bats this season. All the fielders have fielded all the balls. The outfielders are used to running down fly balls. The pitchers have tightened their games up. Uh, everybody's a little dangerous in the playoffs, aren't they? 
Oh yeah, everybody's dangerous. That's oh, like us. We play uh, Knoxville Friday night. Uh, we played them early in the season. We lost to them early in the season uh, by one run both games, and that was late in those games that we lost. Uh, we booted the ball around a little bit though, that night. But I'm I'm excited for our challenge on Friday night. So. Well, where is the game, and what time is it? The game is at Knoxville. I believe start time is 7 o'clock. All right. Well, we'll be able uh, I'm sure uh, Thunder Country or somebody will have you on. Uh, how can our listeners pay attention to this game if they can't make it to Knoxville? Yeah, they can just get online there. and I think uh, either the Indianist Network will have it or KBOE will be on there as well as KIC, I believe. Yeah, you're blessed with a lot of uh, great coverage. And at Thunder Country, no one's better than that at all high school sports. Uh, really way ahead of its time, got that uh, uh, system up and got those schools some excellent coverage. And, and uh, they're rewarded uh, uh, by lots and lots of listeners and, and viewers, particularly in the playoffs. Uh, well, what, what do we know about this Knoxville team? We're going to talk about your team uh, 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 a little bit here in a minute. But I want to know a little bit about the Knoxville team. It's one of the teams that I haven't seen. Yeah, Obviously, they're pretty decent. They're thirty and three. Um, yeah, that's a, pretty fair. Yeah, they're a fair team. They're not, no slouch. So it's going to be a challenge for us. But I think we we got the guys that are up for the challenge. Um, you know, we do play in a tough conference ourselves. So that little Hawkeye is it's a tough conference throughout night in and night out. So well, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna be agreeing with you on that. In fact, I think I got to give you the label of the the toughest conference. I don't know if you have the toughest schedule altogether uh, for anywhere around here, but you certainly play in the toughest conference. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. So, yeah, anyway, so they got a big guy over there. Lesh, uh, Bo is his name. Uh, I can't think of his last name. Leisure, I think, is it is his name. And I'm assuming we'll see that kid Friday night. Um, so we'll just have to get it after it. That's what our game plan is, is put the ball in play and, Make sure they, you know, make the routine plays. If not, we're going to hopefully bounce on that and get a couple runs in and score some runs and hopefully come away with a ball with a win of the ball game. So, well, let's talk a little bit about pitching strategy. Uh, the the small schools uh, got a little blessing. Uh, the ones that were able to play because there was some bad weather that knocked out a few games. Uh, but if you did get to play uh, last week because of today being the Fourth of July, they're uh, uh, they're pushed back till Wednesday, which means they could throw their number one on game one and their number one on game two. But I do not believe that'll be a, a, a luxury that 3A and 4A is going to afford you. That That is true. We will not have the, that fortunate thing to happen. Uh, so you got to throw, you got, you got to win your first one to get to the second one. So if you don't throw your number one guy, you know, the first round, how you ever going to know you're going to make it to the second round? Well, so. that's for sure. Uh, I, uh, uh, me and uh, Leo Derosier have the same theory. Uh, never save a pitcher for never save a pitcher for tomorrow because tomorrow it might rain. Uh, that's right. But uh, I, I'm a big believer. Let's just win the game we're playing. That's correct. And that's uh, what I am. and it doesn't. It does seem like a thir- a 31 and three team or whatever that was uh, 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 would merit your number one pitcher. I'm assuming. Yep. It would. You betcha. Well, uh, let's talk a little about about your pitching. Uh, uh, I think there's a lot of times this season where you really leaned on your pitching. Uh, but who who? Let's talk about your staff. Who's going to start? And maybe uh, 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 if they can't, if they're not going to come in and relief this game, who you'd have to depend on in the next games ahead? 
So we're going to start Linus Morrison on the mound Friday night. That's our plan right now. He's a lefty freshman. He's been thrown pretty close to one of our, you know, best throwers that we've had so far this year. Um, we got uh, also got Jaden Durande ready to go. We also have uh, Logan Hoskinson, and he's going to be ready to go. So we got plenty of pitching. Um, so my hope is we get through it here with uh, maybe one or two pitchers, and we get the round, get her going to the second round, and we got plenty of pitching to do that as well. So it's a it's a short little run here, but I, we got the pitching to do it. We just got to make the plays and score some runs. Well, who are some of your more instinctually standout uh, uh, defensive players? You know, I mean, guys that really read balls, guys that can, you know, there's just some guys that can react where other guys, you know, can't quite react that quick. Guys with strong arms, good, good, accurate arms. What, what do you, who, who is, who leads the way for the Oscars Indians on the defensive side of the ball? Defensively, our, our captain behind the plate is Aiden North, and you know he he's got a strong arm. I think he may be leading the state in throwouts. I would have to double check that. That's uh, good to throwing know. kids out, so yeah, he he's got an arm behind him. Um, outfield, I my guys in the outfield that can read balls like you wouldn't believe they can chase balls down like anybody else. So I tell you what, I would, wouldn't give anybody else. Same outfield that I'd have, I tell you. Then you guys can get after it. So yeah, and I think that's what wins the games. To be honest with yeah. you, is you know if a guy can run down what otherwise would be a double or yep. a triple, you know, and and turn that into an out or a, or even a guy that's smart and uh, lets a guy score to keep that runner from first going to second base, you know, the high IQ thing. Uh, I don't. I think that's what wins games. I think sometimes just hitting a ground ball to the second baseman with a runner on third base in less than two outs is about as sexy a play as you can do, you know? You betcha. You bet. So yeah. uh, who are these guys on your team with the, the high uh, IQ, the guys that you feel good hitting and run with, the guys that, that, that make the contact, uh, the guys that don't strike out a lot? Who Who's leading the way offensively for you? Offensively, we've got uh, Aiden North once again. Then we have uh, Jared Parks. He plays first base. And Wyatt Grabby's our third baseman. Those are my three highest hitters right there. They can – put the ball in play with about any pitcher. Uh, IQ-wise, they you know, they can they do the hit and runs and all that. I got Tucker DeYoung. He's, uh, he's usually in my eight or nine spot. He, he can bunt a ball. He can hit a ball. You know, he gets his – he gets along. He can do the hit and run as well. So, we got some IQ guys that are there in some key spots for a reason. So, Well, uh, what do you think is the key to victory? Up here, pitching, defense. What what are you gonna have to do? We're gonna what we're gonna have to do is play solid defense. And if our pitching is on, I'm gonna tell you, we may surprise some people come Friday night. Well, I'm already. You, your job was to get me excited, and you did it. I'm, I'm there, brother. Uh, uh, can't wait to to hear the results. Go out there and shock the world, and call me back, would you? You, you betcha. I'd be glad to do that. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. Hey, you bet. Thank you. I appreciate. Oh. We are headed to Kyoto, Iowa, as McDonald's Boneyard presents the uh, Kyoto Eagles. We've got Coach McComb fresh off of a, a nice first-round win. Welcome to the program, Coach. Nice having you back again here. Well, uh, I actually wasn't at your game for the uh, one of the first times uh, uh, this season in a big game. Uh, but uh, um, you guys got off to a good start and uh, had a, a pretty consistent performance. You got a good starting 
pitching out of uh, Aiden Anderson. Uh, walk us through that game a little bit as you came out on top of Pekin. Um, Anderson started out on the mound. And, uh, you know, he, the first inning, he located his fastball, which, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, you've noticed that he, this year he struggled at locating his fastball. He's maybe had one other game that he's been able to locate it really well. So when he started locating his fastball right off, then all of a sudden we knew that with his, you know, curveball and changeup that he throws, that it's he, he's going to have a heck of a game. So, uh, no, he uh, he threw and only gave up one hit the entire entire game. And I mean, uh, had two errors that are that were uh, uncharacteristic of you know. I had one kid make two errors that has made uh, one error all year up to this point. So you know, uncharacteristic for the errors we made there. Other than that, that it's a you know seven nothing ball game. Um, no, we started off the game pretty strong. Um, first, first, uh, first four kids, uh, had base hits. And when your first four in the lineup have a base hit the first inning, then, uh, feel, feeling pretty good about how the game's going to go. Yeah, so, you're uh, released off to a flying start. No question about that. Yeah. So, uh, no, Tanner, Tanner had four hits, uh, McGuire had three hits. I mean, you go through our lineup, and a lot of the kids that uh, that have needed to come through with a big game to kind of you know bust them out of out of a uh, out of a out of a little bit of a uh, whatever it's called. Not, not little slump guy. there, maybe. A little slump. Yeah, <laughs> so I couldn't, couldn't think what it's called there. <laughs> bust out of a slump there, and uh, yeah, they all they all came through with big hits and big times and. No, uh, we start hitting. So if we start hitting, then we're going to be hard to beat. So I'm, I'm hoping that that keeps up. Well, uh, uh, certainly was a, a, a great win uh, uh, against what I thought was, you know, a fairly good uh, matchup. Uh, I thought it would be a little closer than it was. But uh, you guys, uh, uh, obviously, uh, it just seems like there's times when you just play so well that it's almost impossible to beat you. And other times that you – you, you don't play well, and it's almost impossible for your team to win. Uh, but uh, it looked like you, you guys really had it coming together. Are you, do you feel like you're coming together right now at the uh, uh, right time for the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, I, I just looking at our kids and talking to our kids, our energy is, is high. And, uh, and I've, never, I've never had a group of kids that are telling me how many wins left. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, usually we're – we're a team that's going to win a few playoff games that we, you know, we know who we are, you know, <laughs> it's one of those deals. Like, you know, we, we know who we are. We know there's a chance to make the state, but no, now we've got, I've got kids that are coming up to me before game going six more wins, six more wins here. You know, so that's, that just shows the mentality of the, of the group that I have, that they're just, they're ready to win. So well, uh, uh, one of the six is down. Uh, five more uh, are in front of you, but particularly in front of you today is Hillcrest Academy, who uh, also had a pretty great start. Uh, four home runs in a game. One player, I can't quite remember his name, but hit three home runs in the, the first. Uh, yeah. yeah. Say, so, uh, we didn't we didn't stay for the game to watch it because I was kind of I was looking at the matchup and I didn't want to watch it. You know, a, a poor team play a good team because I, I thought that'd get in our kids' heads. So we didn't watch it, so I don't really know what all happened that game. I didn't really look it up, saw the score. That's really all I all I saw. 
So I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure how that game how that game went or anything. Well, I'm sure the level of pitching they saw against Wapolo will, will not be the level of pitching you're going to throw at him. Uh, in fact, you kind of got a little break with uh, uh, the Fourth of July skipping things back. So you will not. Uh, uh, you can throw Aiden Anderson again if you choose, can't you? Yep. Yep. I can throw Aiden, and then then we get to the point that uh, now we start looking at strategies next game if we're. Uh, or you know how the game's going. You know when does when does Anderson go out? Do we keep him in just to win the game, or do we you know pull him, or where do we go with him? So, so this so, this uh, week the game is a uh, uh, Wednesday at Hillcrest. Uh, what time yeah. is the game? Uh, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, and there's no other games that day. That's just the only game at that field. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Uh, uh, I don't know what you know about Hillcrest Academy. I don't know a lot about them. I know they had a fairly good record. They had a pretty high seed in this tournament. Uh, uh, what are you What are you going to have to do uh, to come out on top in this game? You know, I honestly haven't seen much. I, I don't know anything about them either. I've, I've asked a few teams, and they've all kind of said the same thing, that they're good. They're not as good as everybody thinks they are. It's kind of what everybody said. So I, it's it's hard for me to know because, I mean, the super conference isn't as good as it usually is. So, I mean, in years past, if you come, you know, 18 and four on a super conference, we're like, all right, this is going to be a great team. But this year, it doesn't really mean quite as much as it has in the past. So no. I, I, I think it's hard to, uh, to know what to look for with, uh, with the super conference teams this year. Well, uh, what seems to work, I mean, you guys have uh, uh, times when you hit really well. And everybody's hitting. You have times where just one or two guys kind of uh, with those two out hits that, that drive in runs. But uh, what seems to drive your team more or less is the defense. Uh, I mean, I think it's probably more critical for your team than any other team. And you guys are very capable of playing very, very good defense. How's the defense been? And uh, uh, what are you going to have to do to stay sharp and, and perform well in this next game? Um, yeah, we've, we've – have consistently had one error a game about is about what we sit at which if you're in 1a baseball and you only have one error a game you're gonna you're gonna win more games than you lose for sure but you know it's kind of one of those things our defense is, is has played better than what i even expect them to and now it's really up to uh our hitting to be able to you know score runs because doesn't matter how good your defense plays if you can't score any runs so that's that's the big one right there. Just having our offense come, come, um, come through for us. Well, anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to, Coach? Nope, uh, nothing I can think of. Seven o'clock at Hillcrest Academy Wednesday night or tomorrow night, uh, if you're listening to me today. <laughs> uh, it looks like uh, uh, Kyoto and Hillcrest Academy on the collision concourse uh, in a in a do or die situation. Thanks for being with us, Coach. Yeah, thanks, too. We are heading clear down to uh, Keokuk, Iowa, uh, as uh, Nathan Piercy, the voice of the Fairfield Trojans, as uh, the Trojans have just completed a, a makeup game. Uh, game got rained out earlier or something? Yeah, on Thursday, uh, the big derecho that hit southeast Iowa, it it hit down here in Keokuk hard. It showed up to Joyce Park where the Chiefs play, and there were some trees down as you come in, but... Luckily, the field wasn't destroyed and the fences weren't destroyed, and we got this game in here on uh, on tonight. 
Well, uh, a lot of teams, uh, I talked to the Burlington coach, and his last three games were canceled because of air quality, uh, uh, the last one being with Washington. So uh, he's got a little bit of a layoff here before the playoffs start. But uh, where the Trojans, uh, uh, that might actually help them uh, stay a little more tuned up. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, they kind of have the same situation. Actually, I'm driving by right now, and a, a street sign up on the side of the highway is blown over. So that tells you the damage they got here in Keokuk. Uh, but, yeah, it's good. You know, you get this game here on Monday. They actually have another game on Wednesday. Their final regular season game is at home against Clear Creek and Mana. So they get one more tune-up before the playoffs on Friday. But uh, getting this game in and, and a conference opponent like you're going to see on, on Friday, and you get to get to kind of tune your guys up and get ready for it, it's a great thing to have. All right. Well, we're going to talk about this this awesome matchup uh, between Mount Pleasant and Fairfield in the first round. But before that, you you we, before we went on air, you mentioned a little news about the Cardinal game that I didn't even know. So what what was the deal with that? And uh, 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 it was it was postponed and going to be played right now, or what? Yeah. So uh, you know, as we're recording here on Monday. Uh, the Cardinal Comets were supposed to play on Saturday, however, in Centerville. However, the game before that, which was Davis County and, and Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont, that was, first off, that was an 11-inning marathon on Saturday. You combine that with the fact that they had some weather moving into Centerville, and uh, they, the High, Iowa High School Athletic Association decided to postpone that game until tonight and they are playing actually right now as we record this okay well that's good it was i don't think i didn't know and i don't think a lot of my listeners uh actually got that news so uh that's a little breaking news uh from nathan piercy there <laughs> well uh um let's go ahead and uh and loss to uh uh Kyoto, and we've covered that but yep. uh Van Buren's got a bye, and I think now they know who they play. Do you know what, uh, who they're going to play? Yeah, so they play the winner of that EBF-Davis County match, which was EBF, who, again, they played a marathon of a game that went 11 innings, winning, I believe the final score was 4-3. to three. Uh, But the EBF Rockets took down the Davis County Mustangs and will now take on Van Buren County in Kiyosakwa, on Wednesday, I believe that gave us. Now, uh, Minneapolis also has an opponent. Uh, do they know who that is? I think they're in Kiyosaka that same night. I think, I, I don't know. I'll have to check. Uh, but I think they were also still waiting on another game that got postponed. Oh, okay, and I don't remember who that was. All right. Well, that's uh, uh, hard to make plans. <laughs> but maybe we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll text that coach th- and find out. I, what- think, I think that. I think that game also got postponed to tonight, so they're also waiting to find out who they play. Okay. Well, what we do know is that there's going to be uh, uh, some kind of clash in Mount Pleasant, uh, world-beaten kind of, uh, I think it's a, a four or five matchup. Yeah. Yep. Mount Pleasant's the four seed, Fairfield's the five seed, so they're in Mount Pleasant. But Fairfield, correct me if I'm wrong, Fairfield had a better conference record and a better record head to head, but correct. But uh, Mount Pleasant, Mount Pleasant finished eight and seven in the conference. Fairfield with the win tonight goes nine and six. They're also two and one against Mount Pleasant. They split the doubleheader out Mount Pleasant on that Monday, 
and then won the game in Fairfield on on that Thursday. So uh, Fairfield comes in, is going to come in ready to go. I know that. Talking with Coach Allison, they used tonight's game as a bit of a tune-up. The, the three pitchers you saw tonight, which was Tate Allen, Dane Burkhart, and Talon Bates, those are going to be the first three guys that Mount Pleasant sees. Hopefully, not going to have to use them all. You can save uh, one or maybe even two of them for the, their second game of the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to get off with a bang. And uh, everything, you know, like that that game with Eddieville, uh, uh, everything was like that. You know, everything was down to the last minute. Sigourney barely wins on the last play of the game. I was up there covering Wilton and Tipton, and, and they won that game in the bottom of the seventh inning with two outs on a basis loaded hit by pitch. I mean, it was just all these crazy scenarios and, and uh, comeback wins and upsets. And, man, it was uh, uh, it was like a blizzard of the first night of the playoffs, I think. Yeah, and that's that's what the playoffs are all about, right? I mean, when the playoffs start, everybody's 0-0. Records, you can throw them out the door. History, you can throw them out the window. It is your best against our best, and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, what about this? Um, Mount Pleasant, uh, I, I don't know about the games, but I know about the scoreboard. Seemed like the last three games, uh, Mount Pleasant's uh, uh, lumber company was a well-oiled machine, and they were putting up big points. What's up with that? Yeah, they've got a good offense. It's just whether or not Fairfield can stymie it a little bit. Uh, if they get pitching like we saw tonight, it is going to be tough for Mount Pleasant to put up some runs. Uh, Fairfield has, has pitched fairly well against Mount Pleasant in that first game. It was a it was a long one as Fairfield won that one 14 to seven against Mount Pleasant. Now that the Mount Pleasant Panthers came back and won the second one, I want to say it was a seven to five win. Uh, but Fairfield is able to get the win in the third game as well. So uh, you know Mount Mount Pleasant, their offense has been rolling as of late. Uh, Fairfield has been better as of late. They've really had some guys step up. Uh, Talon Bates has come on. Uh, he, at one point in the season, I want to say was batting around 250, and going into tonight's game, had an average of 338, and had, I believe he went two for four tonight, had a double, had got robbed of another double of a diving catch by uh, the, the left fielder for Kia Cuck. So uh, it's going to be a fun matchup. I think you combine the fact that they're conference rivals and that these two uh, communities are so close together. You're going to have a fantastic atmosphere in Mount Pleasant, and it's going to be a great game. There's always a big battle down there. Now, what's the f- stadium? I'm thinking about coming down there and calling that game. Uh, what, what's the what's the ball? That's the one down there by the uh, uh, where the football college football stadium and everything. Isn't yep. It? Yeah. So uh, that that complex there. If you look at it from left to right from the parking lot you've got the softball field on the left uh, right in the middle is a football field and down on the right you've got the uh, baseball field and uh, it should be a, like I mentioned it's a great it's, it'll be a great atmosphere I expect the Trojans to travel well I expect Mount Pleasant to bring in a big crowd it's going to be an electric night in Mount Pleasant this Friday so it's Friday night and it's a, is it a seven o'clock start seven o'clock first pitch and there's no other games that night that's uh, I mean, I'm sure there are across the state. Yeah, but I mean, not there's not in Mount Pleasant that night. No, 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 not there shouldn't be. Okay, because uh, I think it's the 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 3A and the 4A kind of start a little bit further ahead in the playoffs, don't they? I mean, right. 
right. They don't have some of the rounds that the smaller schools do, I guess. Right. But it's uh, uh, so does everybody qualify for the playoffs? Yeah, everybody gets a first round. Uh, but after that, I, I mean, yeah, obviously you're going to get some pretty uh, off kilter matchups. But yeah, everybody qualifies for the playoffs in, in baseball and softball. But uh, can you get some of those lopsided matchups? And you start to wonder whether or not you should have all the teams qualify. All right. Well, anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Uh, you know, you know, I know you've kind of covered it already, but Pekin, their season comes to an end in a uh, rough game against Kyoto where they just could not get any offense. They had one hit, scored only one run, so it was a tough break for them. And uh, Pekin on the softball side, I know we were talking baseball, but their softball team finally gets their first win of the season. It was a playoff win. They went in 0-19. Oh, really? 0-20. Yeah, they, they went in 0-19 against the 0-20 Tipton team and was able to come out with a win, but now have to go to Iowa City, Regina, which could be a rough time. But they got a win? Yeah. Oh, so happy for them. <laughs> so kind of a play-in game against another uh, – yeah. Uh, yeah, essentially. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a really great story. Well, tell our listeners how they can follow – you're going to be down there calling that game on the uh, – uh, is it Explore Southeast Iowa website? Yeah, so uh, if you're close enough to Fairfield, you can get our station. It's 95.9 Classic 96. Uh, if not, you can stream the game. You can get it on our website, exploreseiowa.com, and it's uh, you'll see a listen. Click Classic 96. You'll pull it up. We'll get our pre- I'll get my pregame coverage underway at around 645 with, again, first pitch at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the entire game on 95.9 Classic 96 with myself on the call. We're talking Nathan Piercy, voice of the Fairfield Trojans and uh, Paul Monitor for com- for the Cardinal Comets and the Pekin Panthers and the very successful Van Buren Warriors, who I'm expecting to make a little noise in this tournament as well. What do you think? Oh, I think, honestly, I think they're on a – head-to-head clash with Mid-Prairie for the sub-state final with the, with a game that will set up one of those two teams to head to, uh, uh, I believe, the 2A playoffs are held in Coralville. So I believe it's I believe Van Buren's on a collision course with Mid-Prairie for the chance to go to the state tournament. Well, Meepo says they got to go through them first, but uh, – yeah. uh, there's going to be a lot of good teams. That Central Lee's a good team in that bracket down there. And uh, uh, I'll be covering the Wilton uh, Mid-Prairie game uh, tomorrow night. So I got beaver fever. I, I have to admit it. Uh, I've been kind of falling in love with the Wilton Beaver fans and uh, uh, enjoy started enjoying calling their games a little bit. So, well, uh, thank now, you. Uh, thank you for being with us, Nathan. Yeah, of course. Thanks. We are headed to Sigourney, Iowa, as McDonald's Boneyard of Kyoto, Iowa, presents the Sigourney Savages today, as we've got Coach Crawford with us. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Hey, uh, uh, you got a win in the first round. It was uh, uh, took you a little longer to, to put the lead together than you wanted, but at the end of the game, uh, you're the one that advances, and uh, kind of an exciting game, uh, and uh, uh, sometimes a, a, a having to fight a way to find a way to win at the end of the end can make your team a little bit better for the playoffs. Yeah, we kind of, we're taking the theory of survive in advance and a win is a win right now. I think that's an old Iowa Hawkeye analogy of a win's a win. So 
uh, you know, we're, we're moving on and trying to forget that game a little bit and uh, learn some lessons from it on, on the top of it. So uh, I'm pretty proud to get away with a five before a win feel pretty lucky about it. And, uh, you know, kids kind of got a little bit of a wake up call there and we had a, we just had a good practice this morning and um, think we're, think we're going to be all right. Well, uh, you know, whether you're Danville or uh, I was playing at uh, Tipton was a game I called up there with the Wilton Beavers and Tipton, you know. Uh, yep. Uh, there ain't no – there's just something different about the playoffs. You know I mean? Everybody steps it up, and all you really got to do is have one kid that's pitching against you really rear back and, and put everything that he's learned all season together to, to, uh, to have an exceptional night or a center fielder just run some ball down that you just can't hardly believe or – Somebody and, boots a ball somewhere here and there, and it's a whole different ball game, isn't it? Yeah, and we had, we had talked about that previous with the team, you know, throughout throughout you know whatever how many years you want to say we've I've seen you know the the lowest teams beat the highest teams in the first round because you know they have one good pitcher or you know they finally put things together and they're peaking at the right time and you know sometimes you you look past some t- teams and look ahead. You know, you just can't tell with young men sometimes and kids. And um, we feel pretty lucky as far as that goes. And uh, you know, just kind of mentally preparing for this next game now. Well, what what did Danville do right to to stay in the game as long as they did? Well, we we had uh, we we had three or four errors in the first inning, which gave them their first two runs. Um, you know, and then we we struggled a little bit on defense. And then, uh, you know, they played, they played great. They played good defense. I mean, they picked up ground balls and they caught fly balls and they played baseball just like anybody else would. And we just, we let them hang around and hang around. And we were kind of back on our heels most of the game instead of being aggressive and being out front is what I, what we were kind of looking at. But your team played, but you know, they just were kind of cool, calm and collected. They just kind of kept chipping away kept chipping away. They kind of erased those errors. Uh, uh, they just flushed those errors down the toilet and started playing, doing the right things. You know what I mean? Yep. And just yep. making and, those and plays some... and, and just picking up the baseball and sending it where it needed to go and getting a guy on base, maybe stealing a base, maybe sack fly. I can't remember how all the runs scored, but uh, well, let's go through some of the scoring. How, how did you get those runs that kind of caught you up with that? Well, just let's talk about the, the ending was, uh, you know, Jake Moore, you know, led off the bottom of the seventh with a, a screaming double to left center. And we got him on second. And I believe we got a, a wild pitch and, a you know, a walk to Caden Clarahan. Um, and then we, I think we had a hit by pitch before we had two strikeouts. And then I, I believe we actually scored on uh, two wild pitches. We scored the tying run and the winning run. I think it was a bases loaded walk and then a, then a wild pitch. Yeah, or a hit by bases loaded walk or hit by pitch, then a, then a wild pitch, yeah. Yeah, well, it was a hit because it was exactly the same thing that happened in Tipton. That's exactly what happened. Well, yeah. and the funny thing was the North Nebraska Twin Cedars game was the exact opposite. They had Twin Cedars was up one nothing and threw a wild pitch and two runs scored on that one. So, wow. you know, North Nebraska, you know, it was just, it's a, the biorhythms were off on the night, I can tell you that. There was just a, a crazy night for us and, you know, we scored our runs basically on aggressive base running and, you know, some wild pitches and a hit here or there. And um, I, I credit our kids on the base paths. They did an amazing job on the base paths. Just 
we got thrown out once, but we were kind of still aggressive on them. And, you know, even though we, I think we only ended up with like four or five hits. So, you know, credit Danville and their coach for, you know, getting those kids ready and prepared for us. And, um, you know, I can't take anything away from Danville, even though, you know, you look at their record and, you know, they, those kids came to play, they were ready to knock, knock us off. So hopefully a wake up called our kids. Yeah. They let it all hang out. That was for sure. But, uh, yeah. For us, those of us who cover baseball, it was an exciting night of baseball. Uh, but I never felt like, as 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 I, you know, I I called an earlier game and then drove home and then uh, uh, started, you know, watching it on Thunder Country and listening to Coach Islick call that game. I never yep. got the feeling, you know, and I know your team pretty intimately as you yep. know, I've probably seen them five or six times. I never thought that they they gave up or that they felt shook, uh, shook or that no. they they'd lost any confidence at all. And I I felt like I felt like they were going to pull that game out. No, it just seemed like it was just a uh, they 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 had the confidence to win. They were just like, really, that just happened. Really, that just happened. I mean, we had you know a string of events. You know, the errors in the first. Then we had Cole McKay got went down with an injury. Um, you know, then we lost Isaac Bruns to an injury on a hit by pitch on his elbow. We lost him during the game. Um, then we had a young man get hit in the head with you know a concussion type thing and neck injury possible so we had to wait for an ambulance so you know you take an hour and a half two hour game that stretched out to about three so i wondered why it was still on when i got home yeah yeah that's why so we just had a number of, you know a string of events that occurred during the game on our side it was like you know did this really happen did this really happen and like i was just waiting for something what else what was next you know what what else was gonna deter us you know i was like and the kids, and in, in the end, the kids stepped up. The kids stepped up and found a way to win the game. And, and did you go through? You know, with the, did you did you use three pitchers or just two pitchers? We used three pitchers. That's we used what I three, thought. I mean, three. you went through three pitchers. You had all this adversity. Uh, you had all the eyes of the whole state because I think you were the last dang team playing that was uh, yeah in somewhere where you could stream it. Because uh, I talked to other coaches, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I was I was texting them. They were calling, texting me back. Oh yeah, I'm watching it too. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but it was uh, it was you know what I mean. I don't know how you could have served your team better by overcoming so much adversity in the first round and uh, uh, to still well, be a, man, still know, be standing. So I think you're sitting up pretty good. But let's. Let's move on and talk about that next game. Okay. You know, the, the thing I like is our the moxie of our kids. I mean, that was our first that was our first playoff game for a lot of our, you know, kids. You know, four or five of our starters. That was their first baseball playoff game, so they've got a taste. Uh, we do have some kids with you know some state wrestling experience, some you know some district football playoff football experience. So uh, I was glad to see they stepped up and took that game so uh you know just you know we came in this morning and they were ready to work i mean they they got on the bands they they got after this morning they were telling us stuff that they wanted to work on um so it was good to see i mean our, our kids wanted to they want to make sure they're they're fully prepared for you know wednesday night against regina so where is the game and when is the game and all that the game is going to be uh, right now. It's Wednesday night at seven p.m. Uh, in Sigourney. Okay, so it's a, it's a home, it's going to be at home. Now I've seen yep. I, I have seen Regina. I guess I've seen Regina's uh, uh, JV 
team. I actually called a JV game uh, with them. In okay. Year. But uh, they're a pretty solid team. I think they gave – they might even won uh, uh, one of the games uh, this year against Midfield. Yeah, I think they're a solid team. Their record really doesn't show that. Uh, they play primarily in a 2A, 3A conference up there. And I know they, they played, you know, three games with Wilton. Um, but, I mean, I think they're uh, 11 and – 18 now something like that uh they're they're jack tierney their best pitcher uh credit to him i guess he went he joined the air force and left a couple weeks ago outstanding Um, outstanding so so they lost him um they pitched their eighth grader the other night but i mean with with the days off they could pitch you know any one of their guys they could end up pitching we we don't really have a you know a a scout as far as their who they're gonna pitch i have i have a couple ideas but um, you know, they they can change their mind any moment in time of what they're going to do. So, well, with the, like, yeah, with they've the, got some they've got some athletes with the uh, day off, uh, with the extra day off for the Fourth of July, I, and you uh, didn't. I don't think use up any pitchers uh, in this game. No, uh, we didn't go over ninety with anybody. So every, everybody's available for this game. Yep, everybody's available. Well, what are you looking at? Who are you thinking about starting here? I don't want to give that away yet, Dave. Okay, well, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I mean, it's a tournament, so there's you got to kind of figure it out there exactly what to do with each each game, don't you? Yeah, you, you got to – and you've got to manage your pitching because now it will go, you know, Wednesday to Saturday, so you've got a, a two-day break in there. So, really, you can, can't go over 65 pitches if you really want to bring bring somebody back on Saturday. So, so Well, this is – it's going to be one exciting game uh, – what was the what was the crowd like when you guys actually uh, when when I think it was Caden uh, Clarahan that stole home or yeah on the wild pitch to win the game? Uh, I assume it, I didn't I didn't look around too much. I mean I assume they were pretty relieved that we it, it, it we won like the game was, uh, and, and moved on. So it looked like uh, the early version of fireworks there in Sigourney. From what I no, I'm see. sure it was there was bombs going off the whole game. So it was uh, it was a crazy. Well, you guys are ready to go. We got a game uh, uh, coming up. What, what what day did you say it was? Just one more time. Uh, this Wednesday, July fifth. Wednesday, July fifth is the next yep. game, uh, and it's in Sigourney. And yep, is there another? Is, it, is there two games at that pod thing, or is it just one game? Just one game. Just the one game. And okay, so if you uh, are successful and move on, who would you play next? I believe it's the winner of Hillcrest and Kyoto. Boy, Hillcrest and Kyoto. Oh, that that's an interesting. That's an interesting one. Hillcrest uh, uh, had a kid. I can't quite think of his name, but he hit three home runs in in the first game. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And then uh, uh, that uh, mind bender. I want to say Sprouse or something like that. Was their leadoff hitter? Schrock. Schrock. Yeah. Schrock. He hit three homers, including a grand slam, with a total of seven RBIs in that game. Huh. So, yeah, that's pretty good. It's, that's a career. <laughs> that's you know, I mean, there's there's teams out there that don't have that many home runs. Yeah, you know, well, uh, but but Kyoto uh, uh, might trip them up too. They play real good against Pekin, and they're capable of playing really well too. So, uh, but you know, it's it's the nothing but good teams left at this point, is there? Yep, yep. Unless there was an upset somewhere, that's everybody's earned the right to be there. So, was well, there anything we didn't get a cover that you'd like to? No, I think we're good. I, you know, I credit. I just wanted to make sure our kids get some credit, and uh, you know, our coaching staff's been, you know, putting extra time in before and after practice, talking about what we need to get done, and uh, appreciate all the support from our community and uh, administration, school board, and all that stuff. So, 
Um, really appreciate the support. We've had a very good season. Hope we can keep it rolling. Well, you never have to apologize for me to winning. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's all you ever. I mean, winning is is uh, good enough for me, and, and there's no no, yeah. no saying sorry for that. And the playoff win is a playoff win, and as yeah. we can see, and you because I've, I've seen it so many many times. Uh, teams that aren't supposed to win get in the playoffs, and they win. It it, it happens every playoff. So uh, yeah, and I think we're at. Uh... Oh, I know we like we were la- the last two years in conference were you know twenty six and two. I think we're thirty nine and five in our conference over the last three years. Uh, I think we have over fifty five wins over the last three years now with these groups, and you know it's it's just been a it's been a great ride with these guys, and hopefully we can keep it going. Well, uh, you got a couple real good matchups that uh, Round Guy Radio will be super excited uh, to be covering. Yeah. Well, thanks for being with us, Coach. Hey, thanks. Thanks again, Dave. Appreciate your coverage, man. We are heading to uh, Burlington, Iowa, to talk a little 3A playoffs with the uh, champion of the SEC, Coach uh, Dean uh, Griffin Dean of the Burlington Greyhounds. Welcome to the program, Coach. Uh, thank you. All right. Well, uh, you pretty much just rolled through the SEC. Uh, there was just everybody else seemed to be right about in the middle, you know, uh, Fairfield and Mount Pleasant seemed to come out pretty good, and then it kind of. But there was a. Uh, it wasn't like it wasn't a, a, a good conference, but it just seemed like everybody else just beat each other up, and you guys just kind of rolled to the championship. So first of all, I want to congratulate you on that uh, outstanding uh, season. Uh, congratulations for being the, the conference champs, Coach. I appreciate it. Uh, first year, it's uh, and then fourth year straight. So there's definitely some pressure. Yeah, that's a. Uh, um, that's a. Uh, uh, Good conference, you know. There's a lot of good athletes in there, but you guys really. Uh, what do you What do you think about the other teams? Uh, um, you know, who are some of the players out there on on you know the Mount Pleasants and the Fairfields and the Fort Madisons out there that you did think were pretty good players? Uh, Tate Allen for uh, Fairfield. Yeah, I agree a, with you on that. He's a good kid. Uh, I talked to him before our third game with him, and he's great down-to-earth kid and has a lot of talent. Um, I think he's a senior. Uh, Mount Pleasant, they got some good pitching, um, good uh, top of the lineup. Uh, we ended up, that was our one loss in conference was Mount Pleasant, so pretty solid ball club. Um, I think Ben Newland is their top dog. Yeah, I was here. He might be the starting pitcher here in the first game there. Yeah, that first game, or I think he has like a one or sub one ERA in conference, so He's a pretty good guy. Um, uh, Fort Madison, of course, you got returning Kane Williams. Um, but they do have a couple young kids that are hopefully going to stick with it and flourish as the years go on. Uh, Tatum Shellick and their uh, center fielder, I can't think of his first name. I think it's Brody Cashman, but I can't think offhand. But pretty solid conference all the way around. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway uh... – it's all over. The season's oh, – oh, you don't have any more games left. Yeah, I know Fairfield and uh, Keokuk are doing a makeup game, I think. Yeah, we are done. We ended up getting the last three games canceled because of the air quality stuff that came in last week. Uh, yeah, it was it was a bad stuff. deal going around. Uh, uh, that you could, you know, you, when you, you could see it in the air, it's pretty uh, – it's pretty well. So, uh, you have a little break here. Uh, but you got a, a game, is it Friday? Yep, we play Friday. We go to North Scott. We're actually in 4A, so 
Yeah, I know you guys are in 4A. So tell me about this bracket that you're in. Where did you get slotted in that? Uh, we ended up getting the four seed. Uh, first seed was Iowa City High. Second seed was Pleasant Valley. So PV. Um, third was North Scott uh, sitting at four. Five was Dubuque Senior. And six was Muscatine. Okay. So we're so, sitting in a three-four matchup game. So you guys are all, uh, uh, I believe that's a doubleheader up there at North Scott, isn't it? No, it's just one game, one big okay. ball. Starts at seven. Okay, so it starts at seven, and uh, uh, who are you going to have to pitch in that game? Uh, I mean, cards will fall. I haven't quite decided who's going to take the mound with us yet. Um, we're going to have a hard week of practice and see who wants the baseball Friday night. Well, you, uh, uh, you, you played them before, I believe. If, if memory serves me, you split with them. Yes, I, yes, we did uh, eight, seven, game one. We ended up coming out on top on that one, and then we lost the second game. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's got to give you some confidence. Uh, your players got to—they uh, don't just wonder if they can beat this team; they know they can. Yeah, um, they have a senior, Nolan Smith, I think, or Nolan Young, one of the two names I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's sitting at second in the state with nine or ten home runs. Uh, so we got to try to neutralize some power and put balls in play and find a way to score some runs, and hopefully pitching uh, takes the wheel from there. Well, uh uh, you, you, by having those last three games canceled out with the rains and the the, the bad weather, uh, uh, the smoky air quality, uh, how do you keep your team sharp and ready to go? I mean, you were pretty much rolling right there at the end of the season, weren't you? Yeah, we uh, we had a good good last week and a half. Um, obviously, the kids are becoming annoyed with they just want to play. I get it. Um, because before this year, nobody even knew what air quality was. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, getting those last three games canceled obviously doesn't help anybody, but they're uh, putting their nose down and running away with these practices, and hopefully we can come out with a victory on Friday. All right. Well, let our listeners know, I know you got to buy your tickets online for this, and uh, do you know, is there any streaming or anything available for this game? Uh, for us, no. Well, like I said, talked to you before we haven't really set up our social media presence yet but uh, i'm not sure if north scott is i do know north scott is cashless uh entry all year um so yeah buying tickets online obviously is going to be a yeah just different. just let the, anybody that's wanting to drive up there know that you're gonna have to get your tickets on online and they may be able to help you do that right there uh yeah when you enter they'll, they'll definitely help you because I, I can tell you this much, I mean, uh, the the small schools playoff started uh, last night, and I mean these these places are packed. I mean, it's outdoors, and the fire marshals are getting nervous. You know what I'm saying? It's a it, it's a, a, a everybody's interested. The playoffs are, are are excited. So, uh, what kind of a playoff experience does your team have? Uh, Alex Fawcett, he's a returning four time uh, conference champ. He's played with us. Uh, since he was a freshman, so that helps. Uh, Hunter Ford, he's been in this situation before. Um, Morse Cordero, um, Kyler Schwartz. I mean, we have a team that's been there um, a year or two, or some of them three and four or whatever, but uh, I wouldn't say we're super experienced, 
but wouldn't say we're rookies either. Well, what about who do you think's going to get that big hit for you? Who are you looking looking at in the lineup that you think, you know, this guy, you know, we might have to hitch our horse to this guy. Uh, I mean, one through nine. I mean, we're You're never just thinking uh, it's just balanced, and it's been you've been yeah. saying that all year long. Yeah, I mean, we got. I mean, to be successful in this sport, you got to hit one through nine. Mm. I can't. I mean, obviously, you're going to have your guys with good games and bad games, but hitting one through nine is uh, very crucial, especially when it comes down to crunch time. Well, uh, the uh, Burlington Greyhounds are uh, at least half of Southeast Iowa's hope. In the well, I guess there's three teams. There's three teams. Muscatine's four A, right? Muscatine's four A. Yep. And Atumwa's four A. So we got three teams. So you're holding uh, a third of the entirety of our our sports hopes and dreams in your hands, there, Coach. I hope you can handle it. Or four A. I mean, you got Burlington Notre Dame. They're in one A. They'll do. They should do pretty solid. So. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot. I'm just saying the four A hopes. There's there's so few schools, but. Uh, <laughs> You got it. You had. A, you probably had the best uh, uh, season of all of them, and and we're really looking forward to this. And as soon as you win that game, will you call, come back and call and talk to us again? Absolutely. All right, anything else you want to say before I, I let you go and move on to another city here? Nope. I appreciate the uh, call and option to be on it. Well, good luck in the playoffs, man. We're all pulling for you, and uh, we know Burlington's done a lot of this kind of wins and 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 even going beyond what people think of them. Get hot, coach, and, and take it to them. All right. Appreciate it, sir.